We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate. We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate. Tractors in tow as farming protests kick off in the Czech capital. Hello, you're listening to the Marketplace Morning Report, live from the BBC World Service. I'm Liana Byrne. Good morning. In Prague today, a striking sight. Farmers are driving tractors into the city centre, protesting about low prices they're getting for their produce and new EU farming rules. The city authorities have urged people to work from home today. Milo Šmali is the organiser of the protest. We're going to Prague today to express our dissatisfaction with the setting of the European context of agriculture as such. Our protests are for the same thing as protests in other European countries. That's to say, we do not like the Green Deal. We do not like its implementation in primary agricultural production, which is in fact extremely restrictive and even devastating for us. Farmer Milos Mali there. Now, Rob Cameron is our BBC correspondent in a windy Prague. Rob, what's going on there today? Uh, well, this morning, uh, several hundred uh, angry Czech farmers have driven into the city centre of Prague and parked their tractors on uh, both lanes of the main north-south highway that runs through the city centre, right in front of the agriculture ministry, um, to make plain their anger at the conditions for Czech farmers now, they say, being made worse by the contents of the EU's Green Deal, which they say simply will make uh, the costs of farming um, so high that it will no longer um, be worth doing business. And how has the Czech government received these protests? They have been quite uh, critical of them, and it's it's important to stress they are a minority of farmers and agricultural associations in this country. Most of them have stayed at home. That's because these farming associations that have organised these protests are linked to far-right pro-Russia groups. The government uh, has uh, said very much the same thing, and they said um, you know, the farmers have claimed that we're refusing to negotiate. That's not true. Uh, there have been many negotiations in recent weeks, and in fact, just one this morning when the agriculture minister came out of the ministry and, and did speak to them. So um, they have, in no uncertain terms, rejected the validity of these protests. And they have said that, you know, if you want to talk, let's talk around the negotiating table. Um, but we're not going to be held hostage. Um, by these sort of protests. All right. Thanks for that. Rob Cameron in Prague, thank you so much for joining us on Marketplace. You're very welcome. Now let's do the numbers. 
China's CSI index closed up after its first day of trading in the year of the dragon. In fact, the Lunar New Year gave China's economy a much-needed boost with a 34% surge in consumer spending year-on-year year, and it was even 19% up on pre-pandemic levels. Now, a devastating earthquake shook Japan's remote Noto Peninsula on New Year's Day. More than 200 people died and around 55,000 houses were destroyed or badly damaged. Seven weeks on, the area is struggling to recover. The BBC's Shaima Khalil has more. Yuriko Mamichi has a new routine these days. The 82-year-old oyster farmer has been collecting rainwater from down the hill next to her home in the tiny remote village of Mogigaura. The village is in the Noto Peninsula, one of the most remote areas in central Japan. It's where the 7.6 magnitude earthquake hit on New Year's Day. Like tens of thousands in the area, Umamichi-san has been without running water for more than four weeks. And this bucket of rainwater she now carries is the only way to wash and clean. This is my job now. This has been my daily life since the earthquake. Aid, including food and drinking water, has been coming in. But it's been slow because of how remote the Noto Peninsula is and because of the level of damage to the roads. Umamichi-san takes us to the waterfront not far from her house to show us her boat. Before the earthquake, this is where she'd spend most of her days. I've been on this boat for 60 years. I've never spent a whole day in my life indoors, even in the cold days. I don't have a day off. I need to get used to this life. We're now driving closer to the epicenter on our way to the town of Wajima, one of the hardest-hit areas. Some of the roads leading to Wajima were destroyed, making it extremely difficult to access the town. Walking through this residential street here in Wajima, or what remains of it, it's very hard to make out the homes. This whole area looks like a wasteland. Taichi Kirimoto is a seventh-generation traditional lacquer artist and craftsman, born and raised in Wajima. He takes us to the town's morning market, or what's left of it. When the earthquake hit, a fire broke out here, and it engulfed almost every part of the market area. What's been spared by the fire was destroyed in the devastating tremors and aftershocks. And Mr. Kirimoto points to his destroyed studio and shop. For craftsmen to start work again, we need running water. If our working conditions are fixed, people want to start working again. It'll take a long time for Wajima to get back to normal. But the deep sense of loss for its people will linger here for much longer. I'm the BBC's Shaima Khalil for Marketplace. And finally, another industrial unrest story. Today, the Eiffel Tower is closed as its workers go on strike. Workers are urging Paris City Hall to review its financial management because they say maintenance costs are being overlooked ahead of the Olympics. And that's it from the Marketplace Morning Report from the BBC World Service. My producer was Liz May. I'm Leanna Byrne. Thanks for listening.